0: Bert. Hello, this is Victoria from the Ninth Story Podcast, and this is Kettle Whistle Radio. They play music almost as good as my music box. It's also fairly dark in here. You're not afraid of the dark, but you should be. <laughs> you want to see something really scary? You bet. Music, horror, art, politics. And overall badass, welcome... To Kettle, whistle, whistle, radio, for real. On Society 13 Day Network.
1: Folks, friends, and fiends, welcome. Today, we will be paying homage to the female artist. Something not uncommon here, considering that two-thirds of the cast are female uh, we've done it before, we'll do it again. Just know a lot of very, very talented females. Uh, this time around, we got our performer, Christine Starkey, female heroine of The Other Side, great indie horror film, all of which are involved, actually. Um, Ryan Renee Lugo and also Carrie L. Schoberg, and um, also known as Carrie Jubilee for all you Facebookians. And we're going to have all three of these ladies in here And you know, we definitely uh, will have an accompaniment, an accompaniment I can never say that word By some great female musicians Friends of mine First female musicians on Kettle Whistle Radio ever Wings for Armor My buddies Murph McCulloch and Christy Drummer Two wonderful ladies, great musicians Have a new album coming out Full album actually Got to hear the whole thing And you're going to hear that first. And later on in the show, we're going to follow up with Fist Fight in the Parking Lot from the soundtrack of The Other Side. And as always, um, of course, as always, thank you for tuning in all together. So in a little bit here, we're going to be talking The Other Side, The Rage of the Stage, and Deja Vu.
0: I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things... That's well here. In the dark. In the dark. Best left unseen.
2: With the initial smoke clear from the
0: fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker. With dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together
3: with horrific parallels to its predecessor. com for more info on the author and his work.
0: Still here? Okay. Let's play a game. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio, this is Dave. And with me right now, I do have a repeat performer, uh, one of my favorite actresses, new actresses, I will say, um, Miss Christine Starkey. Hello. Hey, welcome back.
2: Good to be back.
1: It was really quick. When's the last time you were here? It wasn't too long ago. It was back
2: in January.
1: Okay, and after I saw The Other Side for like the fifth time, I think. (laughs) So yeah, she is the heroine of The Other Side, indie horror flick, and what's the director's name?
2: We have two directors, Kristen Zbazinski and Ray. I always pronounce this wrong. That's why I asked you to do that. <laughs> okay.
1: Mongelli. And we are joined by two others in here too. If you want ladies, if you want to introduce yourselves, also sure. involved with the other side, I believe.
3: Sure thing. I'm Carrie Schoberg. I was one of the associate producers on the other side. And I also did the costume and wardrobe design and assisted with special effects, hair makeup and props.
4: I'm Ryan Lugo and I was a production assistant slash um,
1: Overall, you were also in the film. Oh, yeah, I
4: played a zombie. And, <laughs> and Greg's, I wife. Greg's
1: wife. Featured zombie and Greg's wife, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I love the movie. Now, you all met at the making of this film, or was it prior to that? No, that's
4: how we all met. And you yeah. just hit it
1: off, or? really that easy
4: (laughs) we became a film family
2: it was a real close-knit family everybody really gathered together
1: well that happens the 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 folks from night of the living dead are still travel like a traveling circus they all stick together yeah i'm good buddies with john russo and he uh he's been on the show quite a bit and he just he has this uh, caravan of people that follow him to every show and it's just great including fans and i'm hoping that for you guys as a matter of fact conventions have you done conventions yet
3: You've well, been to them, but we um, we had a booth at the, the zombie convention. Oh, nice! That's yeah. one of my favorite ones to help promote, and was, that was a lot of fun. Was it good? It, That's oh, always that a good was one. A blast. That was one
1: of the better ones for me years ago. I didn't know if it was still productive.
3: Yes, and we used that to promote for our um, Pittsburgh debut that we held at the Hollywood Theater in Dormont. In Love October. the place. Nice. And then coming up next weekend, we are headed to Cincinnati for Horror Hound, and that'll be our national debut.
1: Yes. Speaking of Horror Hound, good segue. Good segue. Um... You you have a recent victory there, Miss Christine Starkey. Um, (laughs) And I just found out, I guess, was it last night that you sent me the, hey, look at this?
2: Uh, Yeah, last night I just got the news too. Uh, Chris Nesbyszynski made the announcement that uh, Chris and Ray were up for best directors. Chad Connolly is up for best actor, and I was up for best actress. And that was such an honor. I was really, (laughs) really shocked by that. I sent it to you, I sent it to a few friends and family members. I'm like, this is insane! It's so cool. Yeah, and I, I wish I could go to that uh, Horror Hound Festival, but I can't because of my uh, dedication to the current show that I'm in. But oh, okay. I, told, I told Chad, I told Chris, and you too, Carrie, I want drunk text messages and phone calls of everything that goes down there. I think we can awesome okay yeah,
1: maybe you can do a little phone or FaceTime you know <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. sorry
1: I couldn't be there today <laughs> yeah. come on the big time I mean that, Hollywood does it why can't you do it that, actually it would be so cool if you did that did what FaceTime you know, like well, well she's on the set for such and such oh. right now so she couldn't be here that
3: would be cool you could write a little speech for I can go up and
1: accept for you <laughs> exactly mean, you, uh, see yeah. now she's I'm thinking oh
2: man I don't know I don't know she's just... gonna win so we got a plan oh well thank you I don't know if I'll win and I'm just stoked that I got the nomination I was that's really exciting it's really exciting that the other side is going to be a part of this really well known uh, horror convention I'm so so excited for you guys I'm really excited
1: very well deserved And your current project, I think we talked about it. Mm -hmm. Are you talking about uh, Professor Eldridge? Yes,
2: Professor Eldridge's Asylum for Uncanny and Extraordinary Women. We had our opening night last night. Yeah. uh, It was was such a happy Friday the 13th for me. I got the nomination. I had opening night, and we had our uh, cast party at Trundle Manor. It was such an awesome night. Trundle Manor, yeah. Cool place. uh, place. Oh, cool place, cool place. We're going to have another party there. on Brenda Spencer's birthday on April 3rd as well. But, uh, yeah, our current project, uh, we just uh, opened last night. We're going to be running for a month. And uh, it's been a really great experience. We've had the rehearsal process for close to a uh, month and a half now. And uh, it's been fun. So,
1: uh, when's the next performance that people can, like, go see?
2: Well, we have Thursday through Sunday shows, uh, doubles on Sundays and Saturdays, and we're currently sold out right now, Mm. but we might, we might be getting a few more, uh, performances in there, uh, we're gonna be looking into that.
1: And I know you told, you talked about it last time, but for the novices out there, what exactly is it? You well, Professor
2: Altridge's Asylum for Anacadian Extraordinary Women, uh, you, it's a immersive theater project and you go, you walk through a vacant house in Pittsburgh and you follow this character named Nina. You, we don't know how she got there as well as the rest of these women who are residents of the asylum and she meets all these different women who were plucked from their own times and histories and they're all put into this house for some unknown reason is it a safe haven is it a prison um we don't really know but through through these characters who you meet and interact with uh you come to realize what's kind of going on there and again they're all real women throughout history and my character her name is brenda and she's racist uh based off of a um real person throughout history who is the mother of schoolyard shootings and uh, she committed a terrible crime at the age of 16 where she wounded eight small children, a police officer and killing the principal and custodian of the school that was across the street from her house. And um, I was plucked at a time where I just committed this crime and put into this house and what does this house mean to me? It's kind of sort of my safe haven and my family that I never had. And so, when things start to go down in this house, how does Brenda react to all of it? And it is rich. It is rich. rich, and uh, yeah, it's been a fun, fun experience for sure. And I'm I kind of losing could. my voice because Brenda, you know, she goes all crazy every once in a while. So hot
1: water, hot water with lemon—that's what you need. Honey, too. I've been <laughs> Honey, told. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were getting fresh just then. <laughs> <laughs> now I want a couple of things here. Um, Ryan, Ryan Renee Ludo, correct? All right. It's a mouthful when I had too many R's all at once. <laughs> but um, as far as, now you were a production assistant on the other side, but I, I noticed something interesting, rock climbing instructor as well.
5: Oh, wow. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. I okay. saw that.
1: I just, I, I like to look at little things like that, like um, how do you go from one to the other, but is that just how you loosen up or?
4: <laughs> I, I used to rock climb. Yeah. I, I really would like
1: to No, it's admirable. That. I have people in my family that do it. in and
4: Florida, I- and in Florida we have this amazing rock climbing gym really close to my house. and got a job there and got involved in that community and was teaching uh people how to like hold the ropes up for each other and it was really fun and you got listening.
1: involved in the arts somehow that's what a contrast yeah <laughs> <laughs> and well, you have uh, your you work you wrote something deja vu right yep. yeah. I yeah and carrie's also involved in that i believe
4: mm-hmm. She, she it. It.
1: okay well why don't you tell us a little bit about that
4: um it's about a group of friends who um are when it opens up, they're dressed in medieval attire, and we don't really know why they're in medieval attire, but it's just like a cool flair. And they're talking about all this crazy stuff, and they're smoking weed, and <laughs> one of them starts to you're, freak You're out. allowed to talk about that here. Don't <clears> worry <okay>. about it. <laughs> <laughs> one of them starts to freak out, and um, some crazy stuff goes down, and it's just uh, an interesting little short that, I, that came out of... We just wanted to do a project together, and we were shopping around for ideas, and I was like, "Well, I got this thing that's not really developed. I guess I'll play around with it and see if we can make something good out of it." And it turned out really great, and I'm am still cool. just like wrapping my head around what it means because it's um, like such a taboo subject. I guess hmm. I don't I don't really talk about it much because I because it's talking about weed and
1: eh, weed's uh, kind of in right now. <laughs> it is it
4: is in, but I I, I still feel like I'm surrounded by. Like people, I I work in a daycare, so oh yeah, well, I understand. I know a lot of teachers;
1: they can't talk about it, much less do it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is taboo in a lot of ways. I see what you're saying. She also
3: directed it and she's editing it as well. Okay, it's a little comedy and deja vu because you don't know if they're having deja vu, if they're stuck in a real time loop. You're not sure what's going on until the end.
1: Okay, and that's that's Carrie, by the way. (laughs) I'm sorry, I should have got you closer to the mic for that. That's that's my fault. But now, how are you involved?
3: Um, I produced it for her okay. and uh, cast it and in the costumes for her. she got nice. an amazing cast
4: Thank and you. awesome costume. How many so people are in this? Just four.
1: Four. Okay, well, That's cool, intimate. Uh, so you, you get to know four characters and they're just like whacked out of their minds or what exactly? No, they're, they're not. They're,
4: it's just this one person, this one friend that they have to convince that he's not stuck in time.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, you know that's how you always funny. have that
4: one friend when <laughs> <and> you're smoking? <laughs> Who goes a
3: little left so that's kind of, that's oh, kind of what yeah. i wanted
4: to do with it it's not it's not just him a lot of people experience that when they're smoking and i think that's like a that's something i wanted to um to kind of talk about i guess or, or start a conversation about is like this this idea of like losing control and how it's not a bad thing but a lot of people experience it as a bad thing, and they, True. like, write off that experience. It's like, oh, that's terrible. I don't want to, like, show my face that way again. But I feel like it's important.
1: Well, actually, Carrie just said it. Um, there is always that one person. Like, you've been around that one person at the bar that shouldn't be drinking, mm-hmm. and or it just becomes an emotional wreck. And you hear their whole life story, and you know, like, oh, I'm not going to drink with this person ever again. You know, it's just you're right. There's always that one person that ruins the experience, or maybe is there one thing they needed? <laughs> right. I'm convinced it's, some people it's do like need it.
4: <laughs> and, and I don't think people should be ashamed of like when they have that experience.
1: And now you you're involved with editing as well. Mm-hmm. Did you edit on the other side also, or no. just okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I think editing is a painful experience. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you find it? rewarding or more painful to cut up something that you you want it all there but do you feel better
4: um I, well i went into it knowing that i would have to kill some of my eh. darlings so to say yeah that. um so i think it's it's rewarding and uh, we actually forgot to mention ray Mongelli. am i saying this right yeah <laughs> um the director one of the directors for the other side shot it for us he came in and
2: Jack Davis acted in it. And who Jack was Davis. great? Jack Davis on the other yep. side. Yep,
5: yep.
4: He's uh, a great actor. We're so like ca- interconnected. We forget how interconnected we are. We are. And,
1: and, uh, it
2: goes connected. back to that close-knit uh, family it's that we all are. Confusing for me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm, 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 I can just wrap around in Like in this moment, right now, it was like, yeah, you're all. I, I couldn't figure out how you were all connected, and then I saw that you were all on the other side oh, at and some point. Oh,
3: Rick did sound for a boyfriend. And he
1: had
2: Who she met that. on
1: the other side? Yes, so, <laughs> on <the> other side. <laughs> <laughs> side. traveling circus. And now
2: I'm roommates with Ryan and Rick. <laughs> it's
1: all working out. And, <laughs>
3: oh, and also Ryan and I—I I mean, part of the reason why we want to continue to work together is because you know, as women in film, mm-hmm. we want to promote that in a positive way and get more opportunities oh, yeah. as women and for women. And uh, Ray's wife, Missy, she actually has been learning camera work, and it was an opportunity for her to be our second camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, join us as a woman on the crew as well.
1: I, I was definitely going to get into you, Carrie. So I just, yeah. Uh, now, mm-hmm. I had you as Carrie Jubilee. What name do you go by?
3: Oh, uh, my name is, it's actually Carrie Schober. Right. I knew that, <laughs> but I didn't
1: know if you wanted everyone to know that. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's okay. fine.
3: Uh, Jubilee is just the, uh, uh, that's a Facebook name, not a stripper name. Let's just be clear <laughs> about
1: that. <laughs> yeah, actually, my, my assistant, uh, Ms. D, heard that. And she laughed. She's like, that's a great name. It should be a stripper <laughs>
3: name. It, 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 it probably I, is somewhere. I ever decide to change careers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet there's somebody
1: in Texas that does exactly, yeah, start jubilee (laughs) um now you have i I found this really cool the rage on the stage uh
3: the rage of the stage players right is my um community theater troupe that i've been a co-executive director founder and managing director for since since 2001
1: that's a lot of work
3: um it is it is but it has been it's been my baby that has been you know what i've done for the last we're starting our 14th season wow 14 14th
1: bloody hell is the one bloody hell is the one that caught my attention yeah
3: yes and um, my partner on that, who's actually my ex, uh, James Michael Schoberg, he is an amazing playwright. And he writes most of the of the pieces that we produce. And Bloody Hell is actually a um, post-apocalyptic take on Dracula. Fantastic. It is the third in a series um, taking place in this... Um, imagine, like, an Escape from New York, except we're in Course. London. Oh, okay. So London has fallen into ruin. They've basically... You know, left it for dead. <laughs> the elite are living in a circle. Uh, we outside got the, under, of that. the underdwellers in the sewer. Right, and the underdwellers are in the sewer there. <laughs> and, no, in, in what we call Old London. And we had also set a play called Hooked there, which was uh, Peter Pan. Right. And following that, Oliver Twisted, which was Oliver. Are they all dark? They are all dark. Okay. They are all interconnected. Okay, I got to So this, check will this will be out. the third in the trilogy, and we're, we're really very excited about that. So I'm producing that, doing the costumes, and uh, performing in it as well this time. Who do you play? I'll be playing Mrs. Westenra, who is Lucy Westenra's mother. Oh, okay. And uh, it's interesting. because I was going to
1: go for Lucy. Uh, you well, you have the Lucy thing going. Thank you.
3: I did play yeah. Lucy years ago uh, for Edgar Allan Poe Theater. Nice. Wow. So it's kind of coming uh, full circle. And I uh, had also been a bride in a Dracula production uh, for Rage years cool. ago as well. Um,
1: Christine, but, you're holding out on me. I, I should have met these people earlier. Uh, <laughs> hey,
2: I've been wanting to do this. And, yeah, I'm really glad, uh, you know, like these chicks are Awesome. Oh, i, I agree i
1: agree and i hate to cut you off we're gonna take a little break here okay. and we're gonna play a little bit of music and uh let's see um we have a few choices here but uh we'll get back to that a little bit and we'll get back to all these three lovely ladies in a couple of minutes here actually really c- kind of considered i have to play disappointed because uh, from wings for armor um i love the video for this song really 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 cool uh, check it out if you can it's really well made and very emotional very emotional very good song again Murph McCulloch and Christy Drummer thanks for the music sticking with us um, Carrie we were talking to you about the rage of the stage for a while there and what else did you have to add before I cut you off rudely
3: um, For the, <laughs> we have been around for 14 seasons and surprisingly I'll run into people all the time and be like oh I would love to see that kind of theater I didn't know about you guys I'm like well we're, we're gypsy you know we, we find theaters here and there we find spaces here and there uh, but we wanted to do something different in community theater we were tired of just doing Our Town and you know that sort of thing <laughs> Uh, so we started this company that focuses on black comedy, adult fantasy, horror. You know so we do a lot of different adaptations of um, Grimm's fairy tales. You know, we've done Alice in Wonderland, but cool. all very risky and you know very sexually charged. Oh really and that sort of thing. And they actually, now that we've produced them, they have found success. They've been produced in London, in nice. Um, yes, New York, um, California. There's uh, Alice in Wonderland is actually going to be produced in Chicago next week, and it just finished a run in um, Virginia. So we've been doing this like kind of alternative fringe theater company for for a while, and it's been really fun. And then a couple of years ago, I got back into film, and recently I started a new company called Friendly Zombie Productions, and we are working um, to start a fir- our first
1: feature. Really? And are you allowed to talk about it or? We holding out on that. We'll hold out on that. Okay, one no, I understand. Under it. It. I understand. Um,
2: but Until we're, next episode.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <We're> really excited. <laughs> and there about will it. be another.
1: She knows you're always welcome back here. Once you. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks, this is yeah. its own carnival. <laughs> but, <laughs> it Doesn't uh, <laughs> travel much, but <laughs> I shouldn't say that. We do off-prem when I go to a show in say Indianapolis. I bring the microphone. and We do it. But, but yeah,
3: uh, Jack Davis is writing the uh, screenplay and nice. I'm producing that together. So uh, that'll be the the next film project on my radar
1: very cool Uh, do you have a favorite that you've done already not film film, not film but um play yeah
3: i did a play two years ago called winnie the pooh and the seven deadly sins (laughs) uh for Rage that uh jim wrote as well and i got to play piglet slash envy it was amazing (laughs) in fact we're doing a free seated reading of that on uh, sunday march 29th down at the Third Street uh, Art Gallery in Carnegie, and uh, just because people have wanted to hear it, they missed it the first time. Nice. So, we're going to do a free reading of it, and we got most of the original cast back.
1: If you do a free one, isn't that going to like escalate into more shows or <laughs> more need, more want? What happens? How do you answer your audience with that?
3: Um, we do, like, we have a lot of followers on Facebook, and, you know, people follow us. They've been, you know, with us that. for years. Um, and we would love to do Winnie the Pooh and the Seven Daily Sins again, <laughs> but it does require a lot of prosthetic makeup. And that's kind of pricey. And mm. we do things on a shoestring, naturally. Uh, and actually, I don't know if you've ever... Have, have you watched Face Off on yeah. Sci-Fi? Mm-hmm. Uh Ben Peter is on there right now, and he actually designed all of the makeup for Winnie the Pooh and the Seven Deadly Sins the first time we that's did really it. That's cool. So I don't know. His, pri- his price has probably gone up <laughs> <laughs> since he's famous now. I
1: think he was in Indianapolis, of all places, The Days of the Dead. I think he was at that one. I, I saw... I think it was him. Yeah, very popular. He's,
3: he's the fourth Rager to appear on... Um, that's Face cool. off.
1: That's a really good sign. Do they plug you? I mean, do they come back and say, "Hey, this is where we where I came from," or "I worked with these guys"? Well,
3: what we found is that we get a lot of uh, students or self taught people, people out of the Savini School or out of the Art Institute, who have film credits for special effects and makeup, yeah. but they don't have any theater credits. Okay. And they find us, or we find them, so they'll come to a show with us to get that credit and those photos. that they need for their for their resume everybody wins
1: well what we believe in and like you were talking about dr john towers here who got me started with the red horse radio and this radio thing and plus comic books and writing um we always like support each other and support somebody new you know coming up um like uh bryce katzman i have to plug him he was a guy that used to come around as a fan to our table and buy our comics and stuff and, and be drawn as a zombie by john and Within he used to say, like, I wish I could do what you guys do, and I just looked at him and was like, I'm sure you could probably do it better. Sure enough, within three years he made a movie. <laughs> so and now we support him and he's been on this show. It's just I just like the wheel going around like that and I hope that you guys do the same thing. It sounds like you do because you're all pretty tight.
3: Well we do, and, and part of Rage's mission statement is for anybody, whether they've ever done anything with theater or not, if you have an artistic ability and you would like to try that out in some way on the stage, you know, maybe you're a mom and you just like to sew kids' clothes. Well maybe you could come sew costumes nice. for us. I like that. So we like to involve people who just have the interest you cool. don't have to be a theater major or have any experience to come do it
1: and you get them involved that's cool you make like you may get that kill switch or rather that switch that was never hit before and then right. boom they're into it and you open this doorway that's really cool really cool I, that's kind of what happened with me so i understand that completely <laughs> looks like you have something to say um, no
4: <laughs> i'm just
2: i'm just taking this all in too you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, anyway, all right, so um, the project right now, you said, is Bloody Hell, right? That's what's happening? Bloody or? Hell. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that is happening. It'll be at Sport Little Theater oh, okay. in July.
1: And are you on Twitter with um, the Rage, rage of the stage? Rage is on Twitter? Yes, we are. We should We're plug on that on now Facebook. before we forget. Pl- you want to t- give them the Twitter account?
3: It's just, well, it's just Rage of the Stage. Act- ra- literally, okay. everything's just Rage of the Stage. You go on Facebook, type in Rage of the Stage. You go on Twitter, type in Rage of the Stage. It's all just all one word. Okay. You want to email us, Rage of the Stage at Yahoo.
1: <laughs> and now back to Deja Vu. When does this happen? Are we going to see this in the, new, the near future, summertime, what?
4: I'm hoping to be done with it uh, at the end of April, in May.
1: And this is Ryan, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> we got her to talk again. <laughs> it takes some time. Right now I'm
4: just, I'm just doing a rough cut right now. Uh, right, post-production. Working, yeah, there's still going to be an extensive amount of sound design that I want to put in there.
1: What kind of sound, like, what, is there going to be a soundtrack to this thing, or well, what kind of music are you going for? Well, I music
4: that we can use that's independent, and um, that we can maybe change a little bit, because there's going to be a trip scene. So, um, sound <laughs> is going to play a huge role in, in how the audience experiences the film.
1: So. Okay. Oh, I, you know what, Carrie, I had a question for you. I saw, um, do you know Tiffany Apan? Uh, fetish di- fetish oh, dolls, dolls Die Laughing. Were you involved with that?
3: I was in Fetish Dolls Die Laughing. Yes, yeah. I was. I was not a fetish doll. Um, uh, Should I give away what I was? I was you actually can. I was actually one of the killers. Okay. Because,
1: um, no, she was my first guest ever before I had a musical guest. Um, yeah, Tiffany. Yeah, Epana, yeah.
3: I did not get to work with her. Uh, okay. We didn't have any scenes together. But, yeah, she was kind of... Um, she had a bigger part in that. I, yeah. I
1: forgot. Yeah, I, I meant to bring that up earlier because I didn't know if you guys knew each other. But yeah, I just saw her recently at a show. She's doing pretty well. She has a new book out and stuff. So yeah, yeah, Fantastic. and some new music too. She's a good artist. Now I do have some questions for all of you. <laughs> this should be fun. Um, just really curious. Well, first of all, I want to know. Yeah, guilty pleasures, uh, movie-wise, anything that like you put on that you're embarrassed to put on, but you can't not watch. Nothing
3: embarrasses it. me. I
1: had that. I knew that Carrie would say that. Um, you, Christine. <laughs> Guilty pleasure? Yeah.
2: Oh, that I love to watch. Just don't say
1: nine hundred two one zero or something like that. Oh God, no. No.
2: Um, (laughs) I've been watching uh, two Disney movies a lot lately. Frozen. No. (laughs) No, sorry, Brad Stevenson. I'm not into that. Now you can stay. Um, You can stay. Our generation feels it's, that way it's, about Frozen. I know, right? Really? I mean I don't understand I don't understand Frozen. I don't um Me
1: either. I watched it. I did watch it. And so did just, I you know, you gotta know your enemy type of thing. They're
2: doing a sequel too. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. And the kids, the girls love the songs. I think they just love songs. I just really feel like Frozen <laughs> was like
2: a ninety minute music video to let it go. I really feel like that's what the movie was about. But those aren't the two Disney movies I've okay. been watching Like um, My favorite Disney movie is Beauty and the Beast And <laughs> um, luck, I started reading this uh, book Which was a retelling of Beauty and the Beast Called Beauty And the author's name is uh, slipping my mind So that made me turn to it um, Also my friends uh, recently um, My friends Mandy and uh, Tom Colos Did uh, The Little Mermaid uh, At the Biome recently Which made me want to watch old Disney movies wow. So I watched The Little Mermaid recently And I watched Feeding the Beast, and uh, it just kind of got me in a role of all my old favorite Disney movies, and now I'm watching The Lion King. So it's like, that's my guilty pleasure is, you know, my Disney movies that I used that's to watch when I was bad. a kid. That's not
1: too bad at all. Okay. Yeah. what do we got here? You have nothing? Oh my <laughs>
3: gosh, no, I have so many. And I'm totally not <laughs> embarrassed to admit the fact that I will watch um, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, at The Drop of a Hat. <laughs> or the pirate movie. Oh,
1: so man. there's a couple
3: of musicals I am not ashamed to admit. Pirate? Clue, no. any day of the week. Clue is
2: awesome.
1: I will that watch... is making such a comeback all of a sudden. I don't know
3: why. I've watched it since I was a kid. Oscar is my favorite Sylvester Stallone movie. Not ashamed to admit okay. that. None of those are horror, I know, but I don't No, no, no. That's um, what I mean. It doesn't matter. I mean... Which pirate movie, though? The pirate movie. It's a musical. It's That's a some... terrible, terrible from 80s, the 80s movie with yeah. Christy McNichol and it's amazing. Oh, my God. Christy yeah? McNichol. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> But enough about me. (laughs) That's all right. No,
1: those are great picks. Those are. Wow. And?
4: I really like cartoons.
1: Okay. As you can see, I do, too.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, cartoons and uh, sci-fi. And and, uh, before Adventure Time, there was Flapjack and Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. So those are all the things that that I will put on after a long day. Nothing and wrong with that. And you do be <laughs> Not really embarrassed. These are awesome. You can't really take me serious. You can't really take me seriously. So, <laughs> if I admit that to someone, like I don't know,
1: oh, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh, those were all good ones. Those were all good ones. Um, I, I watch really bad sci-fi movies on a Sci-Fi Channel, and I can't turn it off. I have to see how it ends. Yeah. And they're they're all terrible. But I like, and this is how I started writing was figure, figuring out how I can make that terrible movie better changing the ending you know just like i've been doing that since i was a kid but um all right this one here i guess you know i i've always been attracted to strong women whether it's movies music or whatever and it just um you guys are all very strong ladies obviously um but what what offends you in film these days like well right now and music is this there's got to be something that offends you and you could say kanye west i'm okay with that (laughs) Um,
3: <laughs> what offends us? We we actually have this conversation a lot. I mean, at least I know Ryan and I have had this conversation, uh, and it's it, you know it's it's movies where you know women are just there as decoration. Mm-hmm. Um, all Tara Reid. All of all of the main characters yeah. are men. If there are lead women in it, they are you but know they're, they're, they're archetypes. Stereotypes. They're stereotypes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's why I want to watch. You know, death proof and Kill Bill and something you know where there is and Tarantino. that's what I want to see mm-hmm. or even even the um, Hunger Games. I mean, there you need these role models. I grew. I mean, I'm older than these guys. I grew up with.
1: You're not older than me. I don't I, think.
3: <laughs> I, you know, I grew up with Princess Leia and you know Marion from Indiana Jones. I mean, these are the women I was watching and loving, and you know mm-hmm. they don't get any stronger than that.
1: They kind of and they still kind of haven't. I mean, Kill Bill. Okay, um, who else? There's been some strong ladies recently, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 rough. It's few and far between. The Divergent movie. Yeah, really yeah. Good. I, was, Strong I saw the Maze Runner, and there was a girl in there. It was pretty good. Yeah, she actually scared all the guys. It was pretty good. I, 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 her name escapes me, but what else? What else? That is, like, definitely
2: offends me to no end is women who are in decorations and nothing more than that. The thing that offends me more than anything is, and again, I apologize for this, is the Twilight series. Mm-hmm. And this now, is, by the way, this
1: is Miss Starkey talking right now. And yeah, yeah I, no apologies necessary.
2: That is a perfect example of a woman who just you know allows people to walk all over her and has no ambition for life other than to fall in love and get married and to have a kid, and and. Uh, what spawned from that, what spawned from Twilight fan fiction is Fifty Shades of Grey. And then you've got, you know, that love, you know, is just that. And it's like, oh, God, it Didn't offends it me yet. to no end. And, again, women in the film industry, like, again, you want those powerful role models like the people in The Hunger Games or Kill Bill. Like the show that I'm doing right now, Professor Outridges, we well, you've got, you know, seven women who were really like killers and you know they weren't black and white they weren't you know the the ingenue the whore the sexless housewife these are like real women through history who've done terrible things and it's like you know this is these are real these are raw these are you know not pretty and perky and all of this stuff it's this dark nature you know to humanity and it's like you know. Let's see that side mm-hmm. of a female. Let's see the stronger side of mm-hmm. a female. You know, Absolutely. I, I like, I like. It's more attractive. That go into that. Exactly. It, if, if you're
1: a strong male, it's more attractive to find a stronger female. Emotionally wise, uh, just, you know, somebody with a brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's nice. Of um, course. yeah, I, I, I hate saying that, but anyway, you were, you were on that topic with Twilight. <laughs> she obviously didn't have a, a brain. She couldn't think for herself. That yeah. Would, yeah. I can't, t- and, it, it just, and Fifty Shades of Grey keeps coming up on this show. Um, this is really important. I, I know a lot of female authors, and they're between the ages of thirty and fifty. They all hated the book. Mm-hmm. All of them said that they were more the male model, the male role in in the book, meaning they were the powerful one, and they thought it was just basically shit. I just... don't
2: understand it. That book came out, I think, in 2011, and like, I was, I had these women who, you know, were talking about it with me, and they're like, you gotta read this book, it's so awesome, and everything like that, and I just get so much out of it, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm married and I have a husband, so I don't need to be reading this book at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I can,
3: you know, really do I mean, anything. I've developed a radar for this thing. I have not <laughs> I read, yeah. read this book. I've not seen the movie. I have no desire to see it. I did right. not read the twilight series. I've not seen the movies. I have no desire to see them. I can, I can smell it. From I envy away. your innocence. Yep. <laughs>
2: Usually
1: a PG 13 rating is a, that's a radar for me and you yeah. being, you know, because rated R, all the good movies were rated R back in the yeah. day. Uh, PG just means that they toned it down, PG-13 rather. Right. And it's not going to be scary.
3: But, you know, back to, you know, the strong women thing. I mean, it's just, it it makes them a footnote. And I don't like to see women as a footnote. You know, we're 50% or 51% of the population. And I, I know, you know, even in the history books or science books at school, we don't, we're not exposed to women, you know, you hear it's a footnote. Maybe you get a mention of hmm. uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, but you don't learn about all of the women in history. That is so no. true.
1: That is so. No, our history books were terrible with that. And I, I'm really, from New York. Our books were shit when it came to they, women they in are. history. And, and I, yeah. I
3: was a teacher. I I, I, oh. I taught for eight years in you high know. school. And, and, and I know. And it's just not there. And, you know, you grow up as a little girl and you feel secondary because mm. that's all you that you learn. You don't really learned. think
4: twice about that either. You don't it's think twice like... about it. Yeah, just Not something you think about right. when you're in history and class.
3: Yeah, I mean, Ryan and I have seen movies or read scripts, and she'll be like, "Well, did you notice the way the girl was treated?" And I'm like, "No, I'm just so used to it. I didn't even, I didn't even notice." Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that—that's shame on me. You know, like I—I I, I
4: need to be more aware of that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's what we're used to, and I think um, it's hard, like, especially if the writer is a, a male, because mm-hmm. we're so complicated. It's hard to uh, like fill in the blanks of what. A female character's motivation is going to be, and what's going through a female character's head that they made up themselves, and and how it can help the story.
3: And I would never presume if I was writing something what was in a man's head. I, I would ask. Mm-hmm. And the script that you know uh, we're working on for Friendly Zombie right now, you know, Jack has written this. It's written. There's two amazingly strong female characters in it. And What I love about what he's done with this—the
1: fact that there are two—that's that's, that's two, good enough. That's yes, nice. The, um, Usually it's just one. <laughs> right,
3: right. That he, you know, he's come to me. He's asked me, you know, specific questions because you know he's not naive enough to assume that he's going to know what's in a woman's mind. And right there, that's smart. Uh, mm-hmm. But the other thing I love about the script is there is no love interest. These are women who are doing things that they need to do because this is what has to. That's be refreshing
1: done. in itself. And, That's and awesome. People
3: had read the script; they'd given us criticism. Oh, you need to get a boyfriend in here. And I said, No, no. I, I think I need yeah. to say Who's no. Who's saying that? No, absolutely. Let not. her do her thing you know and uh, I really it's very refreshing to see that and I'm, I'm proud of you
1: it's refreshing to hear
2: that's very one of the cool. things that I love about films in general one of my favorite films of all time the Shawshank Redemption yeah, you've got you know those two prisoners in there and they you know they love each other they have this strong bond as a friendship and it's just like I love those films like Driving Miss Daisy as well you know you, you got these two people who just you know generally care about each other and love each other without there being any sort of a love interest involved that's powerful you really? know good
1: examples, mm-hmm. really good examples. And we're going to get more on this. Uh, we're going to take a little break here. Um, what do you think, fist fight in the parking lot, or should we go out with them?
2: Oh, I, I love Abby Lynn. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, we're going to, you know, we'll go out with them. Okay. Uh, we're going to play a, a little band that I know right now called Wings for Armor. You girls should really get to know. They're awesome. Just two girls, a drummer and a guitarist, and the girl can sing. Uh, that's Murph McCulloch. Awesome. Yeah, there, there you are. I threw that out there. And Christy Drummer, of course, my favorite drummer. All right, we'll be back in a little bit, folks. Oh, oh, Several of them. Are we talking about uh, oh, roles? Very
4: last one, yeah. Uh,
1: um, roles that you'd like to see women, well, take part in. Things that you would change or uh, untapped roles for females in par
4: Yeah, for strong female roles. Yeah. And um, as a writer, I'm, I'm always like questioning what the definition of a strong female character is, and um, I I don't I feel like we always make a strong female character, someone who is unbreakable, but I'm always wondering, like as a writer, if if I take a character and make her cry, um, I'm always double get- questioning whether or not that's a good thing to do or not, whether or not that makes her weak, and <clears throat> I don't know, I kind of want your take on, I, I want to ask you guys how you feel about this, okay. because like I'm com- I'm conflicted about that like a motherly
1: role is very strong if she's a good mother and strong and good for her kids whereas the girl with the gun is strong in a different way is that what you're talking about like,
4: Yeah does it make her stronger different levels of strength because she's unbreakable and what is right. unbreakable just because you have a breakdown and you cry does I, that mean
2: I think the definition of you know being unbreakable is seeing how far that you can go before you break you know and overcoming those uh, obstacles I think that these people, you know, you have to, y- you do break down, you do cry, you do have these dark elements of yourself, but it's overcoming them. It's seeing past them that makes you a strong person, having lived it. That's my definition of you know a true, you know, unbreakable person, a strong female person who does break down but overcomes it and sees through it and fights through I it.
4: I don't see breaking down as a bad thing. I That's don't see it I'm either. the point I'm trying to make, is yeah. like just because a character um, cries when something bad or overwhelming is happening doesn't make her a weak character. I feel like strong characters are, are complicated, mm-hmm. and what makes a strong character is a well-thought-out character, a character who's been invested in completely. Well, absolutely. No, you're,
3: you're right. You're both right. And I think that it's not about being unbreakable. That's, that's, that's a superhero movie. You know I mean we are all fallible and it's not just about crying and being able to get up afterwards it's seeing that strength through the crying exactly mm-hmm. and what you're doing it. we don't want to deny our, our, our femininity
4: and it's not just us that cry like men cry too cries.
3: if you're in a bad situation you could not be human if you like why you is that cry. attached to femininity
4: not true. Well,
1: because it's usually when we lose a woman, <laughs> that's that's when we cry. <laughs> but we're talking about horror. We're
4: talking about fear, yeah. and in fear, um, has to do with like vul- vulnerability. And there's a lot of strong female characters in horror. So, what does that mean? Like, um, like I, I'm still trying to figure out what the question is. Hmm. I, I think that you know, in a horror movie, it's usually
3: that all of the characters are being put into a situation that is unbelievable mm-hmm. you know it's not something we encounter in our normal daily routine we hope uh and it's how does this take this character put them in this situation how do they survive it mm-hmm. Wh- what how do, they wits, how do they react how do they overcome what it are they yeah thinking? Going um, how do they beat it are they going to survive are they going to succumb are they going to sacrifice themselves
1: and then there, you have a movie like um high tension have you seen that where <laughs> the, well the the heroine turns around and absolutely and is the killer
2: and oh, it's just okay. like this
1: drastic turnaround. You That's know, you, awesome. It's badass. It's been around for a while. Um, I hate to spoil a movie for you, but it's still worth seeing. Okay. It doesn't matter. You don't see it coming. No, I want to. I see thought maybe it. you would have seen it. Carried, I but. haven't.
3: But I was th- thinking in particular the first time I saw uh, the original Texas Chainsaw mm. Massacre. Oh, yeah. Sally. And sh- she's crying the whole time, and she jumps out of a two-story window and wa- <laughs> you know crawls away on broken legs. I I love that. I thought that was amazing. That is a she true scream. She did not curl scream. up in a ball and cry and, nope. and die in the corner. She found a way to get out of there, and she was crying mm-hmm. because she wouldn't have been human if she Absolutely. wasn't. Uh, and I always, I always go back to that as a really good. You see
2: her just like on the back of that truck as she's getting away, looking back and breaking down. And breaking but down she did it, and she did and it. She survived. Yeah. yeah.
1: You said it actually. Like horror is really uh, the best. Um, genre for the female it is for um, Strong females, strong I guess absolutely. it really is there's I've, so
3: many of the um, re- revenge ones you know you got one eye you know you got <laughs> last house on the left oh yeah oh got yeah spit on oh. your grave you know you've got spit these on your you know and yeah. then you get to kill bill you know i mean the revenge ones they have their own little subgenre you know and they're all very strong characters in different
1: ways i guess like when i was asking the question i was thinking like is there a role that you all, all of you would rather like see a woman play rather than the guy playing it is there like something oh, okay. yeah
3: i mean there have been female killers in the movies there yeah. have been female uh, law enforcement in the movies have been, yeah
1: some I've good some bad you know i like know, Lene quigley and mothman but that's just uh, not not no that's lenae laura lenae sorry lenae quigley laura yeah laura lenae that's it yeah lenae quigley's return of the living dead different, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> different <laughs> different altogether <laughs> you know that uh, well, um, well, let's get into this. I want to ask you music preferences. Uh, me and Christine got into it a few times, um, but what, what do you guys listen to as far as like whether getting ready to go to work or you're at work or getting you, for you, Ryan, when you write, what are you listening to? Um, I don't know. <laughs> oh, a that's not a good answer. I'm,
4: well, I'm very picky about music. Well, that's good. Um, So it just really depends, I think on what I'm tired of listening to and I'm always looking for something new
1: music so. inspires me so that's why I asked the question I'm just curious where you are
3: It's part of why I love um, you know theater and film so much is it integrates so many different arts together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know one of the things the other side did and, and I hope oh, to do oh great soundtrack movies, is to use local artists um, for everything absolutely as far as music goes I, I like music in all genres but it's got to be good music
5: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> um, you know like I can listen to country music if it's not Radio crap. I need to listen to Johnny Cash Cash. and and Willie Nelson and Dolly Parton and Waylon Jennings. Like I need to listen to Hank. I need my Hank.
1: I'm with you on that. (laughs) Um,
3: But you know, favorite. I mean, Pixies are my all-time favorite band. So everything just kind of trickles up or down from that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You like Joy Division? I do. Yeah.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I'm a metalhead. Yeah, you are. You know, I I
2: I I get the Misfits T-shirt. You know, um, you you got down. I love. I hate God. I love love metal. I yeah, I yeah. do,
1: do. super joint ritual. Do you do that Phil and some of those other uh, I, Oh yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah, I got to get you into that. <laughs> um yeah, well I grew up with Slayer and all. That. I met Slayer, oh, but yeah, Slayer. um a big one for me and I think Carrie might be the only one that knows uh, Godflesh. Do you know them? You ever hear of them? Um uh, like, dark like, industrial was but the 90s Um, actually late eighties. Yeah. And they're back and they haven't stopped. That's just really good ambient stuff. Really good ambient stuff. Um, you put that in the background. I can write for days if I'm listening to that. (laughs) People are sick of hearing me talk about that. But yeah, metal for me. Ministry is probably my all time favorite next to Pantera. Mm -hmm. Um, my, I will say I have a guilty pleasure though. Back in the day was Def Leppard, the first three albums. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I love the industrial stuff too. You know, like (laughs) you had David
2: Graham, uh, back in January as well. Requiem. Yeah. Requiem is awesome. Yeah, that's how
1: I got you because Dave knew you. Exactly. That's right. that's right. Yeah, he's. I've been listening
2: to a lot of him lately. He's um, interesting. Requiem and um, the industrial stuff just kind of you know helped me wind down lately. In, so I've been listening to a lot of industrial
1: that. music is great for soundtrack. I mean, it just it just works. There's a rhythm and a flow to it, and it flows with the scenes. That's the way I look at it. And when I'm writing, I use that because I can picture it in my head. But enough about me. I know. Let's see. I know. I God, I could talk listening. to you guys for like days. I have <laughs> a really stuff. hard
4: time listening to music when I write because um, I also sing and I was in a band. So really when I'm listening to music, it inspires me to make music. So when I'm writing, I, I can't do both at once. No, all right I have to have silence or I have to have watched like a bunch of movies and thought about stories and then I can sit down and write and reading really helps me to think about language and like yeah, it. back in
2: October, when I was re- when I loved to listen to the Misfits the most, you sent me a link uh, that you were singing a Misfits song, and I was yeah, like... Yeah, we sang Halloween. Oh, it was God. so that gets, beautiful. That gets played in my
1: basement every Halloween. You <laughs> we have we have hau- should listen down. to her. We have a house band. <laughs> you
2: should listen to her sing Halloween. It is amazing. We
4: slowed <laughs> it down and made it What's real What's this band?
1: Creepy. you got to elaborate
4: on this. band that I was in when I lived in Florida okay. called Adam Empire. Okay. There's another girl that is amazing also and is fronting it now. Um,
1: so we're not allowed to play that with you? You don't have any recordings?
4: We do. I would have to ask.
1: Uh, well, you ask, get permission. We play, again, we're, not my we're a third anymore. about music on this thing, maybe two-thirds. But
4: but I, I am I am organizing a new band right now, so if anything if anything right. recorded, I'll send it your way. Please, please. please. The drummer is a, a female, and I, I originally didn't want to join this band because I wanted to do something acoustic, but then I found out the drummer was female, and I was like, fuck, yeah, just um, do it.
1: Yeah. I don't mess with drummers and female drummers. No freaking way. Oh awesome. no! <laughs> All right. Let's see here. I did. Oh god. There's so much. Like I said, I, I even have here. Like I could talk to you guys for like three different shows. But um, what are your thoughts on remakes and reboots?
4: Uh, why Why are they Why are they mm. not as good as the original? Is my question. Well, why did, so hard about making? They
1: stray from the formula. Why That's do you why.
4: Psycho again? Oh, that was That's, the biggest
1: mistake. That was the first one, right? The first did, big mistake, right?
3: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not a fan. I mean, unless there's a real reason to do it, yeah. um, I'm not a fan.
1: I liked King Kong, Peter Jackson, because I just thought he did justice to it and made it cooler. Yeah. And that was a reason to go back to the theater. But other than that...
3: I did not Dun. enjoy that one. I, I liked the, the the middle one. Oh, um,
1: the Twin Towers one? No, no, the no, 80s? The, oh.
3: King Kong, the second King Kong. That was, I guess, a reason to remake it, because, you know, it was old black and white. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, God. Know, I, yeah.
3: bring yeah. it into the... But,
2: but then you got like the new Godzilla remake, and I'm, I'm sorry, I, uh, am Michael Todd Schneider will agree with me on this. The CGI is such a distraction from, you know, the well, monster. feel
3: practical anytime you can. I mean, the thing mm-hmm. is that you're never going to top. Thing Practical Effects still stands up to this day. There's a good remake the thing yes i have seen the original thing which and is a I have classic classic and a I lot of a-
1: people have a problem with the cgi in that second but one i have, I have a problem with that know. too because it no, no, no
3: no no i mean the original yeah. black and oh, white
2: oh oh okay oh, okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes what carpenter did yes. do it yes fantastic
3: that was a good remake and Carpenter latex. remaking it mm-hmm. was a good remake yes. i did not hate the third one didn't hate it um it had a good female you know lead good idea it. i did not hate it but it's not going to touch mm-hmm. you know John no, Carpenter's.
2: No. What
1: you liked about it, I think, Carrie, um, was it paid homage to everything we knew about the, the Carpenter one. They went back to all the sites, and even it looked like the same set. It wasn't. The Norwegian camp. But, um, yeah, they, they answered all those questions that we had for all those years as kids watching the original. Well, our original was Carpenter. But, yeah, the CGI took away from the latex of Carpenter's. Agreed. Completely. And from what I <laughs>
3: understood, they actually shot all of that practical Mm-hmm. they had originally shot the thing you're right yes they shot no, it all no. practical and the studio was like no kids that's, aren't the thing gonna that,
2: like that's the thing that upset me the most about the thing i actually saw that actually footage that was you know the hardcore special effects that they worked so hard on and it's amazing what they did and then you see the movie and the cgi it really offended me yeah Oh, and yeah. mm-hmm. in terms of like remakes as well, I don't understand them either. I think you can, you know, have the ability to do something new and exciting. Go and do that. To do a remake, I think it's lazy, and I think you know it's just a, it's just to make money. You know, they see a cash cow yeah. involved in that. Oh yeah.
3: Unless you're gonna yeah. do something different with it, like you wouldn't repaint a painting. Yeah. But you people do do covers of songs. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at Respect. That's that's a cover. Aretha Franklin covered covered. Aretha Franklin covered that, uh, you know. So that's a, that's a good cover, you know. And there are a few good remakes. but in general, unless you're really gonna do something to wow people, why? something different, why? Something, something different new. and
2: creative, like you said, the Psycho remake, that was the exact same what movie. A waste of that life. was so
1: fucking Now stupid. Bates Motel, I like that show. The show is you want good. to talk about strong women, I'm in love with Vera oh. from oh my god, Vera from yeah. go, is it? Yeah. She is incredibly great. She's oh scary my god, as hell. She's
2: amazing. Yes. Oh. Yes. And
1: that's her sister that's in American Horror Story. I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, her sister. Yeah, yeah that and of course Jessica Lang, what a comeback. Amazing. Jeez, I don't think she ever went away, really. But. If you
3: want to talk about TV horror just for a moment, yeah. and speaking yeah. of the American horror story, I have not seen Freak Show yet, but I saw the first three seasons. Uh, Same and I thought each season got weaker. And by the time we got to Coven, and I was very excited because I love the whole witch thing, it was basically just a pillow fight it was just women throwing spells at each other killing each other, coming back. each other coming back thank you carrie and i'm like why is everybody all wet for this because i'm not yeah. you know when,
1: when people come back from the dead like every other episode it takes away the, the what's scary the, dying you know it's the just str- like, they
3: had an opportunity to do something really strong there for women really and it was a flipping pillow fight I, I think at that time it say. gathered
2: enough attention and all of a sudden they went down another route and people reacted to it. They did. I mean, remember at the end of the season, how people reacted to it. I think they kind of were going to switch gears with I this current so. season, which I haven't seen yet, but I've been talking to my buddy Johnny about it and it sounds like they're kind of going back, uh, which really? I love.
1: Okay. Werewolves. Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> what?
2: No, no. Uh, what their current season is, um, at a circus, I believe. Oh, no, oh I th- thought
1: you meant the next one. I saw oh, free show. The next show. one's in a hotel. Okay. Hmm. The yeah, ghost or that. something again? I don't know. Freak show was good, but they—it was all about killing. They killed so many people. Like, yeah, it became unbelievable. I haven't they killed seen way the too many current people. season yet. Uh, it's good though. It's good. It has its moments, and if you love jessica lang you, well, and i love
3: her i do i mean she's part of the reason to love the second king kong
1: <laughs> <laughs> right uh, just but just watching her sing she does a garbage song do you like shirley manson Garbage. Oh, she on. does a she's garbage a song hero. live and oh yeah oh shirley manson oh love her um all right let's i'm gonna move on here real okay. quick i have one more here because I, I have so many i could ask and i'm, I'm gonna forget some of we'll these but back. yeah you will be <laughs> trust uh-huh. me um we were talking about this off air um your views on '80s and the use of sexism with female archetypes—you know, constantly taking off their shirt and you know showing their tits—there was always one or two in every '80s horror movie. Mm-hmm. Mm, problem with it? I thought it got personally it got boring yeah, there, after a while. there's
3: but. a formula to any genre, and horror has a has, has a formula. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have, you know, tits that get tits. blood sprayed on, them, I'm going to be disappointed because that's part of what you know. That's just that's the '80s yeah. genre of horror. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to have. You know the the kids. They're either at a camp or they're in a sorority house or whatever, and it's part of the fun. And I don't see that as it, it's a joke now. Right. It's become a joke, and it they doesn't steer clear from me. it
1: now. It seems they, 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 kinda... they almost
3: like purposely go around it. We yeah. didn't yeah. have anything on the other side. We didn't have any. You know, blood splattered boobs, but, uh, you know. I
2: think there's purpose behind it, too, you know, other than here are boobs, you know, just for the sake of seeing boobs. I don't right. like that. I do like there being purpose behind it. And at the same time, you know, you with uh, talking about indie horror films, you've got people who who do not show their boobs or do not show nudity in scenes where it's just like, well why is she wearing her bra and having sex? (laughs) Nobody wears their bra and have sex. Realism, That pisses me off. I would, you know, a sense of realism, exactly. You
1: insult your audience. I don't like it when they insult... The biggest problem I have with horror movies and uh, directors insulting their audience, the genre fans... Okay, there's a party going on, and somebody gets killed. Okay, they find the body, but the party continues. I have a real problem with that. They start opening more beers. Like, nobody calls the cops. There's a there's 110 we movies like that. We call that suspension oh, of normal? disbelief. Yeah, <laughs> it's
5: just,
1: <laughs> but it's just like, I, that kills me, like, every time. And, and even the day of cell phones, like, oh, we have no connection. They never have a connection. It's like, I don't know. I, that drives me crazy. You know,
3: what would be nice in the horror movies, if, you know, if you're going to have the blood splattered boobs... Uh, let's have a few butts as well. That's we, what we I was going to say. We would say. love to see some some men's butts. Um, that would maybe a bulge. Maybe a bulge. Yeah. I'll pass. I've seen Nailed it in the just labyrinth. Make it fair. Yeah,
1: labyrinth. <laughs> that was my favorite movie. David Bowie. Well, hey, that was my Jennifer Connolly. Uh, that yeah. was one of my first <laughs> loves. Oh, oh yeah. Same here.
2: <laughs> same here. Yeah. And like, what did you e- like?
1: Uh, what is it, dark water uh, that she did? Did you see that?
2: That's the uh, remake of the Japanese Yeah, I think it was. Yes, yes.
1: I enjoyed it. I I liked that she was in it. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's get into, real quick here, Scream Queens. Uh, You guys say yay or nay. I'm curious where you are with some of these. Um, Debbie Rochon? Debbie, you're I just Debbie. saw
3: her in uh, Razor Days, a Happy Cloud Pictures. She has day. a resume,
1: like, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, she's been in, like,
3: 280-some movies, and this woman, she makes a wonderful living. She's a wonderful person. Being a B-movie actress, and she's working, mm-hmm. and that's the main thing, is if you love the art, you're not doing it for the money. You're doing it.
2: That alone is a yay.
1: She so looks yeah, good for her age, for too. And she's she's just amazing. She's a sweetheart. I mean, absolutely yeah, beautiful person.
3: lovely person.
1: Okay, so you're giving her a yay. Okay, um... This one, all right? Daniel Harris. Was she from? Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Halloween. She was a little girl that they, when they brought back Halloween. In uh, four and four five. five. Yeah, now she's older and she was just in, um, ooh, what's that? Hatchet, the Hatchet series. Mm-hmm. One, two, and three.
2: I don't know if I like about her,
1: her as a child. Um, Interesting. Have to see her her say, more no, I don't
2: know enough about her to a thumbs
1: down. On this. Yeah, um, she she did horror realm. Uh, she wasn't she was popular, but not everybody was going. I think she just wasn't real open with her fans or something. Uh, mm. Something was there. I, I don't know if she ever hears this. Well, I don't know. Be nicer next time. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh God, uh, let's go with Veronica Cartwright. You know oh, who that is. Oh,
3: God. Why does this woman not have an Oscar?
1: She's my favorite.
3: Why does she not have an Oscar? <laughs> to
1: fill you in, she was Lambert in Alien, the original Alien. She was the other girl. The other
3: yay. in the pilot. And uh, she also, she she needed an Oscar for The Witches of Eastwick. Let's just put it Invasion that Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Invasion <gasps> of the Body Snatchers. Yes. Uh, this is a big yay
1: for, yes. for Veronica. Yeah, huge, huge. I actually make mention of her in, in one of my books just because uh, I'm a huge fan. Um, all right, let's see. This is a weird one. Uh, Cassandra Peterson, Elvira.
3: Elvira. <laughs> Talk about, like, knocking it out of the park for your age. <laughs> what fountain of youth did this oh, woman fall amazing. in? She is beautiful. And a natural redhead, I believe. Yes. She, she uh, yeah, that's so, a, you know, Big thumbs up for that on my part. She uh, looks better
1: with the red hair than that giant. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So yes that's yes. a big thumbs up. Elvira, you too. Yay. Yeah, that's a Absolutely. yay? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Karen Black, God bless her. Karen. She passed away in 2013. Yes, yes. Um, she was Lady Firefly in House of a Thousand Corpses, but she has another resume. It's ridiculous. Before like, that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, wonderful. She was uh, nuts. It's always
2: she, sad when a se- Scream Queen uh, dies. We had a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. She uh, passed away last year. I was very upset about her.
1: Love Karen. Karen? No, see, that's a huge one. Um, I didn't know she was an Easy Rider.
3: Oh, I didn't realize I didn't that. know
1: that either. I saw that. So long ago. That's a good revisit. I think I have to go back. to Linda Blair, I go. Oh Great yes, okay. yes. All right, that's a no-brainer. D Wallace, D Wallace D. Stone. She's
3: been in everything. Yep. Like, name an eighties movie. The woman but, was in it. But The Howling is my howling favorite. Howling is got to be up with Dog Soldiers. That is like the two oh. two best <laughs> werewolf. Oh m- my god. Werewolf best. Did you ever. see that? No. You, oh,
1: I have dog photos somewhere. I don't. Think,
3: as uh, the werewolves look so good. Not to take anything away from American Werewolf in, in London, because was effects fantastic. are amazing. David Naughton
1: is awesome. By the way, yeah. I met him.
3: But just the way these werewolves looked in the howling—it's classic. It's practical effects. They weren't and afraid to
1: show them running, they, you know, and show the legs yes. and just like—and they were tall as hell. How about the one-on-one? The guy fights a werewolf, uh, the baby werewolf, with a frying pan and wins.
5: <laughs> so it was like realistic. Yes, it was like this
1: because yes. he was a marine. I mean, he knew how to handle himself. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, that was a badass scene in Fight in the Kitchen. Amazing. Of course, uh, well, uh, we won't spoil that one. But that's a great, you gotta well, see Dog Soldiers. Watch it tonight, dog man. Soldiers. You will not be disappointed.
3: Yeah, I, I promise you will not and be disappointed. End strong female role. Strong, yes. All right. in, that, bo- in both of those, actually. I, don't, I can't sports.
1: say anything else without spoiling it, so I don't wanna say anything. <laughs> uh, Alright, that's, 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 a, that's a winner. Um, let's see here. Ooh. Oh, this is one. Um, yeah. Well, Marilyn Burns, Sally. You were talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah,
2: she's a scream queen. I, I love her. One of the
1: first, um, Lene Quigley. Yes. Let's go back to her. What do you say? She has a huge resume, but does she get screen uh, the credit to be a scream queen? What do you think? Return of the Living Dead, um, Night of the Demons, uh, and Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four. Uh, to rate, She has like 30 movies. Yeah, I,
3: I mean, I guess that's More. kind of the definition. Was she screaming so much as she was, uh, well, look at my boobies? She
1: got <laughs> she got naked as a punk rocker in a cemetery and then How eaten could by zombies. We forget.
3: But was, it, <laughs> you know, was there a lot of screaming? I
1: don't, you know what? That's a good question. This is um, tough because she actually predicted her own death. She said the worst thing that could happen to her was eaten by a bunch of old men. And then she gets eaten by zombies. And I don't
2: know. Like, I don't know. It's hard to tell, but I would... Fans I would, love her. I would label her, her her a scream cream cream because, again, she's she's had so many credits to her name. Mm. People love her. She
1: shows up at all and, the conventions.
2: Uh, Very friendly. She... <laughs> There's something that I love about her that she the way that she carries herself in her films, there's something very confident about her Mm -hmm. that it's that isn't like the average screen cream and I love that. She's
3: very tiny. She's so tiny. She's a little tiny person. And but there is so much that comes out of that tiny little body. (laughs) The things that she
2: does on screen is amazing. Like you'll be watching something, but my eyes are go to directly to her. We'll give her a yay.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um let's go Jamie Lee Curtis no brainer oh, no fine. <laughs> one of the originals, Laurie I mean, Strode. Oh, I'm sorry. I love, I love her. The Fog. She was in the Fog. fog the original. Prom night. Uh, Prom night. Nice one. That's mm-hmm. a that real good one. Uh But yeah, The Fog. I like the original. I do not like the remake of. The fog. I enjoy the original.
3: Well, I did it. not see the remake, and I'm glad mm, I didn't.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, don't do that. You,
3: you can't beat Adrian Barbo.
1: That was my next one.
3: Oh. <laughs> 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 Look, I'm gonna be in line to see her at Horrorhound. I mean, I know Norman Reedus is there, but I'm not waiting four days for him. I'm going straight to Adrian's table. Because do that. I do. need to talk to this woman. Yes,
1: you do, <laughs> and and report back, please. And I'll be uh,
3: stopping by to see my friend Tom Atkins, well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, he, he's a veteran. He's uh-huh. a veteran. Um, last I have here, again, this list could go on for four more shows, and I'm going to get feedback on not hitting on some. But um Asia Argento, you know, oh, it, yeah.
3: Okay. Well, Suspiria is in my top. Two favorite horror movies, if not my favorite. Yes. And,
1: uh, I was just listening to the soundtrack before you arrived. There, now, there's yeah. a good
3: example of music and movies, and you cannot have Suspiria without the Goblin soundtrack. Yes. Just like you cannot have Legend without the Tangerine Dream Tangerine soundtrack. Dream. And try to watch Jaws without that music. <laughs> there's it. so many examples of the music being tied, and that goes back to what Ryan was saying about so writing and, and, sh- and the music and the influence. And, and you know, how she has
1: to get back mm-hmm. with the band and send me yeah. music. Yeah. and. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah opera—you know all that opera. Argento stuff. Um, um, that's a huge one. I think one. his
1: soundtrack definitely builds a film for sure. And, and her father casts her in these roles where she's always getting naked. That's a little weird. <laughs> He's not
3: the only. There have been others that do that. You <laughs> know, Borman who did that with Excalibur. <laughs> that's a little <laughs> <You> know, his <laughs> weird.
1: His daughter me. Is I, naked and in that. Argento so, is one of my favorites. No,
3: there's nothing wrong with that.
2: We were
1: talking earlier about Jennifer uh, over there, oh, yeah, Jennifer. yeah, which is Argento. <laughs> yes, uh, it is. That's a badass a film for the uh, Masters of Horror. That one's. Oh, Scare the hell out of me if you're a dude that movie scares the hell out of you has to do with a succubus sort of if you want to call her that succubus is a good term yeah yeah. what else could she be
3: it's definitely worth
1: a watch. i'm gonna let you borrow it oh please do oh yes (laughs) then report back well that that's my list for now anyway i I had a couple i'm gonna throw in here for a personal one for me is shawnee smith because she was great in the blob remake and i i love Uh the blob remake i love kevin (laughs) kevin dylan 80s Yes, I remember you don't like that the, my
4: mom wouldn't let me watch it. <laughs> it's good.
1: That was good with real special effects before CGI. I, I saw the
4: original. Uh, oh, the
1: original. I couldn't take
3: a, a Which scared a the bath. hell out of me. Well, then you got <laughs> it. Like,
1: yeah, that was scary. I but but you sh- you need to watch the remake. You never saw that?
3: Not the remake. <gasps> yeah, no, oh, it's okay. so worth it. I didn't see it either. I
1: don't think oh I, gosh, own do I, I own it. Do I own that? It.
3: That's that's what.
2: That's all right, that'll be movie night. Okay, cool, cool. Okay.
1: Well, I unless you got well, first of all, you got to give out your Facebooks, your Twitters, everything else. Where do people find you? We could start with you, Ryan.
4: Oh, uh, Facebook and then I have a Twitter. I don't remember what, what the Nobody name. ever I just does. started following
2: you on Twitter. Yay. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Did you
1: start following me? I have a new follower. It's her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> My roommate.
1: We we'll just follow each other. That's funny.
4: <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have a Twitter till recently. So, um,
1: yeah. Any websites or any Facebook pages you want them to see? This is the chance.
2: <laughs> well, you have a Facebook page for Deja Vu. Oh yeah,
4: there's a Facebook look up Deja Vu film. Or Facebook.com slash Deja Vu Film. Um, that's the page for the film.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> all right. uh, on
3: Facebook, I'm Carrie Jubilee and uh, my uh, the Rage of the Stage players. You know, That's just your typical Facebook, Facebook slash yep. yeah, <laughs> Rage of the Stage. Also on, on Twitter, I'm on there as Carrie Schoberg. Uh, Rage of the Stage is on there as well. Uh, you can find me on oh. LinkedIn, all that stuff. So Friendly Zombie Productions is my film company. The Rage of Stage Players is my uh, theater company. And
4: you can find me as Carrie Jubilee or Carrie Schoberg.
1: She just thought of something.
4: Yeah. I forgot to mention the production company that that me and my boyfriend started, allpointsproductions.com. That's it. Awesome.
1: And Miss Christine Starkey.
2: And then, yes, I am on uh, Facebook as uh Christine Starkey. You can follow the other side uh on Facebook as well just by typing in the other side. They also Orchard Place Productions as well. I'm on Twitter as Christy Starkey. Yeah, that confused and, me for a bit. <laughs> but I found you. Yeah, I'm on Twitter as Christine Starkey, uh Christy Starkey. And um been just having a lot of fun with Michael Todd Schneider and his film company, um Michael Maggot, so Maggot Films. Um you can find a lot of his stuff online as well. So
1: I'm familiar with him. Very cool. Um, I'm at Fairly Dark. Uh, thanks for following me, guys. Been getting a lot of followers lately. And uh, please uh, check out my book. The latest one is Dwelling in the Dark, available at uh, well on Amazon.com. And you could also find it at uh, BurningBallPublishing.com. That's Dwelling in the Dark. Thanks a lot for listening. And of course, you could always uh, tune back in uh, anytime. Uh, check us out Society Thirteen on Facebook. And you definitely want to check out Society Thirteen Network um, at WordPress. I'm sorry, dot WordPress dot com. All right, and thanks for listening, folks. kings and friends, you girls want to say good night.
3: Sweet dreams, good Thank you for having us.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> okay and we have ryan here on um cgi versus reality <laughs> <I> guess, <yeah. laughs> what do you we're, got you you're off air she just went into this rant that was like beautiful but go for it
4: well, we were talking about cgi before and it uh, made me think of of jurassic park and how spielberg originally was um he regretted not being able to use CGI for the original Jurassic Park but but that's what made that movie so freaking scary because the monsters were so tangible and um, they're just giant puppets and that's what made Jaws so scary I feel like and what made it so genius so when you have like a movie that has CGI in it, it for me it takes me out of it and that's why I have a hard time with a lot of horror films because it I'm either afraid that it, that's what's going to happen is we're going to see the CGI, or um, yeah, just from a writer's perspective, I guess
1: it takes you out of the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, so, okay. And and the next thing I thought about was Del Toro. I love like the labyrinth, and I I don't know I don't think he used too much. Well, okay the this
1: that was Hansen and puppets back then. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, I mean not the labyrinth. I think he did use CGI in that, that, but it was a little bit more Realistic, acceptable yeah. because it wasn't like
2: I don't remember him using CGI in pans. Was Labyrinth. the
4: was the um, Megatar, maybe for his centaur, whatever he was? No,
2: no, he he was real. Uh, maybe the man in the creepy man with the uh, you know the eye man. for in hand. He I think real. his legs might have been CGI, but he was real. Well, he's I think, a real
4: person. He gets work. like I think
2: that there, all the it time. might have been uh, no Dan half. Uh, Dan Jones uh, or. I forget he was his name. also
3: in Hellboy. He was uh, Hellboy was awesome. Yeah. He, he was in
2: Dave Rogue. Jones, I think his name is. He's he's phenomenal. He's um he's he was in Hocus Pocus as well. Yes, uh yes, he, was. he he's great. Never uh, saw that. Oh, oh. No. It's great. Not not many guys Hocus like Pocus, Hocus Pocus, but yeah, but yeah, I think I don't think they use CGI in Pam's Labyrinth. Awesome. I I don't remember.
4: Um so so a little bit in the I Devil's Back. we about Del Toro's movies and how um there wasn 't any, and how his monsters are always amazing, so i 'm like blown away by del Toro and how um, when I saw the trailer for Mama, I saw the short film that it, that inspired it, and they used um pull like a pulley system to to make the ghost they attached her limbs and her body to this like pulley system in the hallway so that she could lean way far over and just like shake and look like she 's floating and that scared the shit out of me. And then I saw the movie and I was very disappointed because this, the ghost was just all CGI Mm. and it took me out of it. And, And I was just like, man, Del Toro, come on. Like,
1: well, I have to add this now. Okay. Um, star Wars fan, obviously. Um, JJ Abrams is in charge. And what I understand is they're getting away from the CGI and using models again for the ships. Bring back the
3: Muppet. And the Muppets. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yes.
1: We're seeing, I don't know, I don't know if there's going to be any CGI because the fans spoke out. So I'm really looking forward to that. (laughs) Yeah, they're using the ships as models. Like, they may as well be in this room right here behind you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they're going back to that. So yeah, I guess they're listening to fans and they have a budget. They got Disney's budget. But I am looking forward to that for a reason. I'm a huge fan. But I don't know where you are, Carrie, because you grew up with that stuff, too. Yeah,
3: and there's there's two kinds of, of people in this world. There's the kind that thought Yoda's lightsaber battle was the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> and those of us who were lying on the floor laughing so hard, yeah. our sides hurt. Yeah, yeah, that would be me. Everybody around me is cheering. I am laughing. I, I couldn't even breathe. I, it was the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. It ruined the entire movie for me. Mm. And I'm sorry, Muppets are the way to go. <laughs> yeah. I, sorry, Henson had it right. Yeah. Bring him back. God bless him. I, I do not need a, a Yoda that can do that. Yeah. He's Yoda. Use your mind powers. Thank I you. mean, me and you, you manipulate the lightsaber with your mind. Yes. Hello. You me just and you won grew like up that.
2: with the Muppets, and we would watch the Muppet Show, and all of a sudden you see a candle, and Kermit goes. <gasps> blowing out the candle and he'd look at the camera and say, think about that one, folks. That's more creative. That's more creative than the lightsaber fight, for sure. Nice. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the new Star Wars movie. I, there are people who are, you know, a little bit nervous about it and talking about it. And I look at them and I say, um, I find your lack of faith disturbing. Because, you know what, I'm going to wait till it comes out before I have anything to say. But I love, 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 love. You know, going back to the practical effects, the models, the Muppets—it gets me really excited. And Harrison gets...
1: Ford and the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm excited yeah. for Boyega
3: as soon as I heard he was cast, because I fell in love with this kid in a yeah. Attack the Block, which is another amazing horror movie with monsters that look different. I
1: don't know this one. You
3: need to see Attack the Block. Okay. I recommend this to everybody. Netflix. <laughs> How do we see this? Is, this is where I saw Boyega for the first time, and he is. Phenomenal in this movie.
1: I got to find this movie.
3: Attack the Block. I can't say nothing wow. about it. Wow. Okay. That mm-hmm. Nick, Nick Frost is in it. It's, you know, you had
1: me at monsters. So, I, but
3: the alien monsters in it look good. Wow. There's awesome. Something actually different. Is that an independent it, film? I, I think so. It's British. I think
5: yeah. it's oh, an independent film, I like the, independent film. I like the, independent the budget wasn't that big. Budget was not. You that saw big. it too? You
1: yeah. Said, well,
3: what the hell? Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so behind. It's,
3: it's, if you haven't seen Attack the Block and Hocus Pocus, you need to see these two moves. You've never, you've never seen Hocus Pocus? No, or
1: no, Most no, guys
2: no, aren't into Hocus
3: no. Pocus. Okay. a lot okay? of guys that are into it, so it's okay. It's okay.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, this was fun. Ryan, Ryan do you have something else here? Uh, no. When she's driving home, she's going to be like, wait, can I come back? Um, <laughs>
4: I, I have a, a lot that I could say.
1: Okay. <laughs> I hope it's good. <laughs> we'll be back. All right. That's good. You're all welcome back. Thanks again, folks. Become a leader
0: worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid.
4: Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want
0: to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth
4: Encouragement. Where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your
0: podcast. Electricast. Electricast.